Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. AJ, Jesse, Rudo, Megan coming to you live as the Avs. There will be a game seven in this series. They're not done yet, folks. There is more to come. Honestly, I have very little to nitpick about Colorado in this game. It was it was a really, really quality hockey game from them. I don't have anything. I mean, the first goal you don't love. We'll get to it. 60-second rundown for starters. Let's do that. Uh, Av started off this game really well. I, I think they took control of the game and really never relinquished it. Should have scored the first goal of the game, but unfortunately, Erod just a hair offside, and it comes back. That allows Seattle to get a bit of a cheap one on Georgiev to go up one nothing for the sixth straight time in this series. Uh, and then the Avs do get it back at the end of the first. I think the way AJ put it was the Avs top line just ain't going to let it happen like that. Uh, it's 1-1 after 1, and then the Avs just take over the game. Truly dominant in the last two periods of this hockey game. Eric Johnson finally gets on the board for the Avs' second goal to give them the lead. They don't really look back from there. Lekkonen gets their third at the end of the second, and then the Avs completely shut them down in the third period. Lekin in with the empty netter as well for your 4-1 final. Just really good hockey all the way around from Colorado. Even things like their power play, which while they didn't score on it, was electric. Dangerous as all get out throughout the game. So, let me start here. Is this the Colorado Avalanche we all expected? Or is this the last gasp of the Colorado Avalanche in these playoffs? I think it could pretty easily be both, right? Sure. I mean, it could be the last that we see of the the abs having the legs and the jump and all that. But I think this was when we talked pregame. You know, it was a lot of our conversation was, look, every time you start to feel like you count this team out, like they're done, they get up off the mat and they bounce back. They just find a way to respond. You know what is what has made Tampa Bay so. Unbelievably they just special. keep coming back at and you. They're, yeah. fucking, they're in the middle and, of and doing, doing it, it again. again. <laughs> and that's in a series where they've blown two of their losses. Are games massive they blew. blown leads. Yeah. Games they, they straight up blew. And they could have felt sorry for themselves. They could be sad about the injuries and this and that. But they don't. They just get back to work. They get back to doing their thing. And they say, all right, if you're going to beat us, if you're going to send us home, if you're gonna, you beat us because you sent us home. We're not beating ourselves. We're not rolling over. And I think that's what we saw from the Avs tonight. We haven't seen them in an elimination game since Vegas. Yep, and that one did not go well. 
And this was this was a significantly better performance than yep. that. In in all aspects. And so I think you have to feel pretty good about it. We should do these before. Yes, too yes, long. we should. We should. We can hit these. Uh, I just don't want them to get warm. It's gross. You guys almost have us to 100. Give us a few more likes there. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, we haven't. Our, where's our down voter? Oh, well, there you go. He comes in. Dr. Dub Shots and Dr. Lame Dubs. Jesse. Megan. We beat him. Okay. No, no down votes here. Megan, what, what changed for Colorado on this one? I'll leave it pretty open to you. It's kind of how you teed off the show and what we discussed on the pregame, but they looked like themselves again. So much so, too, that it didn't look as if they were emptying the tank completely. They just looked like they were playing avalanche hockey. Passes were connecting. They were sustaining better pressure. And something that Seattle has done well is manage their lanes, and they were unable to get shots and passes through. Avs were able to overcome that through smart hockey in the offensive zone, and that's what I know them to be capable of, too. That's why the high skill upside is not just the finesse, but also the minds of some of the top stars in Colorado. Yeah. Being able to overcome that was a little bit mental in a lot of ways. And so yeah. for that reason, I don't think this was giving every last drop of energy that they had. I just think they returned to form in a lot of ways. I like the positive outlook on it, and, and I agree. Not just in the offensive zone, but I think a team that looked a lot more confident through the neutral zone as well. As you said, this wasn't wild blind passes. This wasn't poorly executed plays. You saw the abs connecting on things, and incredible what a world of difference that makes for a hockey team. Well, and what I think you also see here is a team that doesn't beat itself. Very you know, true. The one thing Very in the true. first period, they get the, they get the goal. It gets taken off the board. They yeah. score a bit of a cheapie, and but the, they the come crowd back. Is, the crowd yeah. is rocking. You take a penalty. You're going to PK, and you're like, all right, this is how the series has gone. Yep. They've eventually tilted that ice. They've scored first, and they've they've put the abs behind the eight ball. Yep. The abs kill that penalty and then run down and score in the final minute of the first to go in tied yep. in a period in which they played better. Yep. They were the better team, probably deserved to be up and walk in tied and they're feeling like we don't give a shit that they scored first because we're tied after one yep we're here yep and and that really was where i talked about in the the 60 second rundown is the end of that first period i think is where you saw specifically nathan mckinnon and miko ranton and just say nah it, it's not like it's not gonna go like this yeah, I mean, you watch them dominate the first shift of the game where they create scoring chances. Yep. You watch them dominate <coughs> most of the first period. And as that's as that's happening, you know, you're feeling like, all right, like maybe they've, you know, having Mac and Miko back together. With Nona Chushkin, this is what we talked about. Quit trying to get cute and spread it all out. Load up with your top guys and go and just let them dominate a game. They have the ability to dominate a game single-handedly as yep. like a group. They can do that as a as a as a unit and we saw that. They, you go and you look at the underlying numbers for this entire game. The Avs lines and pairings, they're all fine. They nobody really has like a like a really 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 bad game. But then you look at Colorado's top line where they just destroyed. Yep. Completely annihilated. You want to talk about the difference of having a Kyle McCarr and not 
defensively, offensively. World of difference. He just drives so much of your play forward while providing a ton of defensive value. So I think what you're digging at with McCarr here is it's not just his ability to drive play, but we've seen a lot of this out of Seattle this series, especially with Nathan McKinnon, is how much respect that those players get. And you put a Kale McCarr out there and Seattle all of a sudden has to respect the ability of that guy to get the zone, to create space, and it opens up everything else so much more, as well as just his own impact on the game. And we've talked about it all series. That's something that Seattle just doesn't have. Front end, back end, doesn't matter. There is no one on Seattle that creates that the way both McKinnon and McCarr do, and, and to Ranton and to an extent as well. Um, it was the, the Lekkinen goal. You can just see when this Avs group in the top half of their lineup, when they rev it up, and we haven't seen it a lot this series, and one, the Avs have just struggled to get going, and two, you have to give credit <clears throat> to Seattle. They've done a good job bottling up that top half of the Avs lineup. But when they really get going, you saw in this game, Seattle has no answer for that. Yep. It, it, the puck movement on that shift that led to the Lekkonen goal wasn't anything like spectacular. Like they weren't like show stopping plays, but it was just cr clean, crisp, fast puck movement. And Seattle just can't hang with that level of skill. And you need one more game like this out of those guys. You need one more. Yep. I, 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 I talked about it in the pregame that I think deep, deep, deep down, these guys are maybe like just tapped out from this Didn't year. Didn't look like it in this game, yeah. But I really do think that there is a part of them that's like, we want to we want to win a round. We've earned a round. Yeah. And well, and I certainly whatever think happens that past that. That pride was on display tonight. Where absolutely. They were like, they were like yeah. no. People think we're going away? Jokes. Yep. This is still our Stanley Cup. We're still the defending champs. We're not gonna. We're not just gonna roll into Seattle and be like, "Oh, it's a loud crowd in a hostile environment." No, uh, they weren't here for any of that. I, I do. I think it's an incredibly impressive bounce back from them, from a team that looked absolutely dead at the end of Game Five. They looked done. They looked done. That third period, they never got a push. They never did anything. And I think, uh, you know, I think there's a number of reasons for it, but they look totally dead in the water. And then in this game, the big thing that changes is they make Seattle chase the game. Yep, and, and, and you, we'll get to that. You watched it. It's not good. It is not. And, and, and we'll get to that. I do want to go chronologically through the first period first very quickly, though. Uh, the no goal for the Avs, unfortunate. It was offside. There's no doubt about it. It was pretty clear cut. Sucks that Bo Byram is not allowed to score goals in the playoffs. And... And it sucks that some of the guys we talked about, like there's no assist for yep. Lars Heller there. Yep. You know, we're, we've been pretty pretty hard on JT Comfort in this series. He makes a nice little touch pass. Yep. It's great hard work by Rodriguez up the wall to win that battle that just anyway. ends up offside. It yeah. sucks that it's offside because uh, offside wasn't meant to prevent that kind of play. Yep. Like, it's not the big cherry pick, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's That's just hard work where the puck is in their feet. Yep, and it sucks that 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 goal gets taken off the board, and it it kind of deflated them a little bit because you could see they were they were pressing. They had tons of energy. That game, the that goal comes off the board. Seattle feels life again, and they get it revved up for basically one whole shift. Yep, and and 
in a vacuum, the goal Georgiev gives up is bad, objectively. It's a shot from the top of the circle that beats him under the arm. You don't like it. You want better there. You can't You can't say that without mentioning and, and, the giveaway right before and, it, though. You're correct. That puck should be out of the zone from Eric Johnson every time. It's like a tape-to-tape pass from EJ right. to bank it yeah. off the boards right, right to, to a Kraken. I mean, it's, it's awful. And Vince Dunn, it's not a very good shot that beats Gary. It, it isn't special. It's just not. And and all of that is negatives, and you can get into that. But I just don't care because that's the only goal the Avs give up tonight. If you give up one goal a night, I don't care how bad it looks. It's one goal. Yep. You're going to win almost every night. Yep. So I don't even want to nitpick and, and talk about the roughness while it like, wasn't a good play. Look, it's a bad goal. Yeah, for sure. And it's the kind of goal that you've seen them give to them over and over in this series where it's a bad defensive play. And then Georgiev doesn't make a good enough attempt in, in net. It's it's a bad goal all the way around. And but then the rest of the night, they don't give up another one. And then one. it yeah. was done. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I we didn't give Georgiev king of the game tonight. He was one of our options. He played the rest of the night fantastically. Yeah. He was Colorado. the guy that we had in serious consideration. Yeah. Um, and well, I can guarantee you when I write studs and duds later. Alexander Georgiev will be a stud. He was yeah, very, I went on very the record. Good. I hard disagreed with not giving it to Georgiev. I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was outstanding. And not taken away from his play. It was great. We just gave the king in a different direction. It's also the king of the game is like this. Like who cares? Cursory. Also thing. true. Like, yeah. We are required to give one, so we try to make it an interesting one sometimes. Yep. But that's no slight on Georgiev. Yeah, we want to make sure that Alexander Georgiev gets plenty of love. Uh. He was quite good the rest of the night. He didn't have to be amazing. Yep. As we see, the underlying numbers you see in the shot metrics, he was not tested at a very, very high level the rest of the night after that first period as the Avs did get a lead and then did put the clamps on Seattle as a team. But still love for Georgiev. Yeah, he wasn't tested with quite the same volume, but in terms of dangerous opportunities, mm-hmm. Seattle didn't go away in that regard, mm-hmm. and that tested Georgiev late into this game. And I think that's the trend for this series with Georgiev has been allowing an early goal or two that you don't like, but he locks it down for the rest of the game. And so if we were to do like a king of the series, we could maybe consider Georgiev for that especially. I think you're going to have a hard time taking it away from Miko in the series, but... Yeah, I mean, between McKinnon and, and Ranton, and I mean, you, those two guys have been money. Yeah, they've just been spectacular. Um, but. Which, which is leading into a little bit of my next point. Game seven, uh, there's no way you're touching the lucky Miko Mac line after tonight. Are, are you confident, Megan? Should this lineup just roll into game seven as is? Yeah, I see no reason to, to treat it differently. I thought there was a lot more balance and the lines that needed to be sheltered were able to do so, but still be effective when they were utilized. And this is what is a perfect antidote to what Seattle does well, because typically their strategy would be to have three on one covering a Nathan McKinnon type. And it's a lot harder to deploy that strategy when you have McCarr and Taves and Other weapons, and yeah. also on the ice. Yep. And I think that is what created problems for Seattle. So they have to keep doing that. I uh, I hope it's just their do. best play at this point. Yep. With no Valnachushkin, that lineup depth just isn't there. They've got to load up that top line and just go with it. And the, and the results speak for themselves. It sure does. This, that line has won them multiple games in this series by themselves. Those, those are your dogs. You just yep. got to You just got to Now you're in Game Seven. You let best on best decide it. 
I'm here for it. Uh, we are brought to you by Shady Rays. You can go get your sunglasses if staring into the bright lights is is hard on you. I'm, we could see some fireworks in Game 7. That's all I'm saying. So go get your Shady Rays. They also work for, you know, actually being sunglasses and when you have to drive into the sun. By the way, I regret my choices of living uh, uh, east of the DNVR bar because I drive directly into the sun here for evening games every day. <laughs> it's It's rough. But Shady Rays helps me with that. I can actually see so I don't crash into the cars in front of me. Uh, you can get two pairs with the code DNVR and you get 50% off when you do that. Check them out at ShadyRays.com or if you're local, they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. And their best part is first 30 days, if you don't like them, you break them, you lose them, they will replace them for you. You just have to hit them up. So go check them out at ShadyRays.com. And then we're also brought to you by the fantastic people over at Fubo TV. You go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR to order today and you get 15% off your first month. You can also use that QR code on screen. There will be another Avalanche game on altitude in these playoffs. Game seven will be there on altitude. So you can catch that one with Fubo TV. Of course, they also have tons of other channels as well, over 140 channels. It's really just like cable. Uh, you can get ESPN with them for the games that are on ESPN. Unfortunately, they don't have TBS, so you won't be able to get those just yet. But plenty of cable to watch. Works just like normal TV. You can just turn it on your smart TV, open up Fubo. You're watching TV. You're browsing with your clicker. You're good to go. It's easy stuff. It's fun. It's television. I don't know how else to describe it. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR today to order and let them know we sent you over there. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Second period of this game. I The first period was a... The abs came out strong, right? But it felt a little up and down nonetheless. I think the second period was when you started to see the abs just take over this game. They completely did. It took a little while. It wasn't like immediate. Sure. But a couple shifts in, man, they just completely... They completely took over the ice territorially and never gave it back. Yep. Said, uh, let's get up and go on this one. And it, it it looked familiar. It looked like the Colorado Avalanche when they played well this season. When they just dominate teams. Yeah, did you, was that a little shaky sound? Yeah. I don't know what that was. Okay. I heard it too, though. I'm glad somebody else heard it, so I know yeah. it's not just my brain tumor. Yeah, no. Cool. Unless we have a conjoined brain tumor or something. Uh, That'd be weird. Anyway, it, it looked like the Colorado Avalanche that when they're playing well, when they go out and beat teams, when they were successful in the regular season, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, now, the go-ahead goal was a bit lucky. Yeah. No doubt about it. But couldn't have happened to a better person and is our king of the game in this one for his first goal of the season Eric Johnson it ends up being the game winner we've been we've been saying it's going to happen this way for 6 months i uh, yeah it's been it's, it's more like 4 or 5, five but realistically months, sure, it yeah. seriously has been we started talking about EJ not scoring a goal and scoring a game winner in the postseason in December yep which is almost 5 months ago i guess yeah, yeah. so Bully for us, I guess. Nailed it. Yeah. Got one right. But but also great for, you know, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but this really could be the last hurrah of EJ with the abs. 
Yeah, and it's nice that uh, it's nice that he gets at least this moment. And we don't know if this is the last moment or whatever, but sure. he gets this moment and they, you know, it, it was a huge goal. Um they were they were dominating play. They, Absolutely. They deserve that goal and it's the exact kind of goal that we've watched Seattle score over and over in this series where they're just throwing a puck at the net. And it goes their way. And it hits yeah. something and it goes into the net. And you're just like, you're not mad at Grubauer for that. No. Nope. Hits a stick. You're just kind of like, well, that's life. <laughs> Seattle had to live with it tonight. Yeah. And and I think this. Yeah. Okay. First of all, we also have our actual king of Denmark of the game. Yep. In Harold Bluetooth. Yep. Um, um, this is a super meta joke. For late, everyone watching the watch along knows what's up. Everybody right here. Know, watching right. the watch along knows who Harold Bluetooth is <laughs> and the history of the monarchy in Denmark yep. going back to the year 900. Year 900 having an effect on modern day technology. Yep. You saw it here first. Bluetooth wouldn't exist without that guy. Yep. Facts. Certainly not in the way that we know it. <laughs> uh, that was fun. I, this one more reason why you guys should be in on the watch along. So that's all I'm saying. Um, what? 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 Huh? What? I don't know. Jesse's I was asking you. Jesse's too cool for the watch alongs. That's all. Uh, back to the hockey game itself. I think what this kind of is getting to in this hockey game. Is it's not just EJ with a, a bounce that goes his way for a goal, yeah. but look at how involved the Avalanche defense got in Colorado's offense tonight. Critical plays from guys like Devon Taves creating. Yeah. Obviously, the taken away goal from Bowen Byram. You once again see the same thing that we have seen over and over with the Avalanche this year, where do they have a set and forget really productive second line? Not really. Not really. But when you get four or five points out of your defense... The Avs win. Yep. That's their true second line. Fuck. Their defense as a whole. Yep. We've said it all year. You know, all this talk about, all oh, they don't have a 2C and they don't have this and they don't have that. Well, what they do have is an elite scoring defense, which once again steps up and proves that tonight. Taves and McCarr each two points. There you Not go. including the, the Byram take it away. Right, right. You're right. It does seem to be their solution to a lack of depth scoring, to count on it coming from other areas. It, how much of this is unlocked from Makar like we already talked about, and how much is it guys like Taves and, and EJ stepping up their games? Well, I think Makar plays a huge role in this, especially when playing alongside Taves. I think they activate alongside one another while they have trust and knowing of what the other can do in anticipation too. But for someone like Eric Johnson, I think that is a trickle-down effect in having a Makar back in the lineup. I think there's more balance restored to the D pairs. And truthfully, I think this is just how Colorado in general wants to execute defensively. I agree with that. And they've struggled through this series in doing so, but this is their truest form. This is how I think they want to play. You talked about the neutral zone play. Yep. And I think that's a big part of it is what they're doing in their own end is starting breakouts, creating transitional hockey, and that lends itself to offense. And, you know, it's funny to say because the Avs are a team that have been there and done this before and, and gone through all the gauntlet, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But you can see it. A couple of those plays start connecting for this defense and all of a sudden confidence goes up, 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 up. And all of a sudden they're making these plays regularly instead of fumbling through it as they have been for a good portion of this series. So 
I do think this should give you a little bit of confidence heading towards Game 7. Are we still talking about the minutia of this game? Like yes. the little details of this game? We're talking about Colorado's defense being very productive offensively. I just think, like... It's 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 YOLO time. Like it's it's just who who cares? You just go like that to me was a team that was playing with no pressure. They're just going out there and playing. Have we? I still don't. I I don't think that changes for Game Seven. I don't think I, this I don't either. Flips the switch I, I, for. I think this is. I think it's all on Seattle because everybody decided I agree with Seattle that. was the fun story. Yeah, they have the lead, and I think the Abs have. Everybody's like the Abs are beat up. They're tired. It's too much. They can't do it. I don't think there's any pressure on the Avs in Game Seven for this. I don't either. And, and, and you saw the pressure start to weigh on Seattle halfway through that game, where they when it, I it think was, you saw the pressure start minute one. Well, on it was, this game, it was man. when they scored that first goal. You could see them be like, "Okay, we're you know we got the first goal, we're good." Once the Avs stretched the lead to three to one, you could just see that they were like, "This is a lot harder than we thought it would be." <laughs> the roles almost felt like they reversed to me, where I genuinely did. I felt like the Avs underestimated what you were gonna get out of Seattle coming out of the gates. To me, tonight looked like they thought Seattle thought the Avs were going to roll over and go home and they're tired and, and they want to yeah. be done this summer. And, and when the Avs started to push, they didn't know what to do. Can well, we talk about that Everlay hit? Yeah, we're getting we, to that we, right we'll get now. There. And when, uh, I also think that when they didn't score on that power play, they make it one nothing. the building's rocking, they feel good. They don't score on that power play yeah. and they realize... Oh, this isn't all the other games in this yeah, series. This one isn't this just isn't done. This isn't going yeah. to be easy. I think that was a huge turning point for them where they were just like. Well, you've seen a lot of this series, I think, where Seattle has gotten. They did a good job of putting themselves in positions to get ahead in games. And then they get that next bounce, the next play, the next thing to break their way to help bury Colorado a little bit. And in this game, that was the Eric Johnson goal. The Avs got the bounce that goes the other way and kind of shifts things to make it that much harder for Seattle. Um, since you brought it up, we, we had a long discussion about this on the, the watch along. Everly pretty clearly boards Andrew Cogliano very badly. There's no doubt that it was a boarding penalty. Let's, let's start with you two since you weren't on the watch along. What do you two think? Should it, is that a suspendable hit for Everly? Yeah, that, that was... That was as textbook boarding as it gets. Uh, I, I retweeted a picture during the game that someone just put, I think they were in arena, actually. Jordan Everly's saying the face-off dot, and all you can see is double ones. Yeah, I, that's definitely true. Like, like he closes 15 feet, and all he sees is nameplate. Yeah. It never changes. He doesn't yep, turn. It's, he it's doesn't numbers move. all the way, for sure. And, and, and he it, there's just no excuse for it. crushes Cogliano right through the numbers, head first into the wall, to be honest, I, I, I'm actually a little surprised that they didn't give him a major so that they could review. I, just to review it at very least. That's yeah. why you have the rule in place, right? Like, that's why we saw them assess Kale McCarr a five-minute major the night. It was specifically so they could get a second look at it because they didn't get a good enough look at it. Um, and, and this is where, you know, I, 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 I wasn't on the show, but I, I agreed with Megan that I thought Kale McCarr's hit was suspendable. I, I thought that was a dangerous hit. To the point that you guys were making on that show, though, about how it related to other teams. The Dumba hip. Yeah, yeah, not other teams, excuse me. Other instances, other players who have had borderline hits. To me, this is the exact type of stuff that you kind of sit here and say, all right, 
player safety, you kind of made your bed with this. Yep. You set now the precedent about it. in yeah. this playoff series. Yeah. Forget what they did everywhere else. Forget regular season. Forget the, like forget everything else. Two games ago, you set a precedent that we aren't messing around with dangerous penalties. We don't care that we're in the back half of a playoff series. We don't care if it's a high-profile player. We are saying dangerous hits are dangerous hits, and we will suspend them. And again, I, I agree to the decision on McCarr. You've now set a precedent. I, I believe, based on the precedent and just based on the hit, that's a suspendable hit. The Seattle Kraken should be without Jordan Eberle for Game 7. Megan even, is the one who thought McCarr should be suspended. Are you in the same boat? Back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. Absolutely. Okay. The intent is so much clearer here than it was with McCarr, where it was still something that McCarr there needed to take ownership of. But extenuous here, factors, at least, exactly, on that hit. Yeah. There was some, some benefit of the doubt in terms of malicious intent there. Here, though, there's just no skirting around it. It's a dangerous play. It's not even a matter of him needing to take account accountability of where his body is on the ice. He intentionally conducts this play. It's it's pretty bad. Well, it's 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 in my opinion, it's twice as reckless. Like again, I, I still I stand by the fact that Camel Car losing track of the puck is not a reason for him to bury a guy in the wall. So I, I you know I, I still stand by that. I, but to the point that you guys were just making, like I I don't think that it was intentional. I don't think he was trying to injure Jared McCann. I don't think Jordan Eberle is trying to injure Andrew Cogliano either, but that's a pretty clear so hit from behind. I'm, I'm of two minds of this conversation because on the one hand, he does glide all the way in. There's no extra step. Sure. He doesn't viciously it's jump into this hit or something. Yeah. But on the other hand, as you guys already said, he had three seconds to stare at his numbers and still said, no, nah, I'm going to hit this dude. Well, wrap him up. Yes, right. Exactly. Wrap him up, bear hug, get a stick in, whatever. There's a whole lot of ways to engage that situation that don't include without running through his numbers, yeah. right? Crushing a guy from behind and, and burying his head into the glass. And yep. and like I said, that's that's one where I typically try to not say, "Oh, well, what did you do here? What did you do there?" Because we know it's inconsistent stuff like that. But this is a hard one, and this and this is kind of a mess that Dops has made for themselves. Where yep, you said in this series, we don't care if it's a superstar, we don't care that it's a tie series, game five. We think that this was dangerous. And we are suspending the, for it. My my problem with my Dops expectation is Andrew Cogliano did return to the game. Yep. He and, left though. I and and, and I, injury was listed as a specific reason of why the McCann why or why the McCann hit was was bad and suspendable. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, I, I don't I don't necessarily think these hits are created equal. I thought there was a lot more onus on Jordan Eberle to make a different play there. Yeah. Than there was on Kale McCarr. With Kale McCarr's hit, there's a legitimate misunderstanding of where's the puck, what's right. going on here. Right. You know, a, a, the officials don't blow the play dead, so the guy thinks that a guy has a puck or is going to have a puck and is making a play on him. This guy knows this guy has the puck, knows what's going on, sees the numbers the entire way, and still smokes him in the most illegal way he can. And, and like I said, I, I retweeted it. It's not my picture, but go look at the picture. It's on yeah, my Twitter. I've seen it. It's 20 feet. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's nothing. And he finished, he finishes him too. Like he engages and then finishes the yeah. check. Cogliano, like, or Cogliano never turns. Yep. He doesn't. Cause you know, sometimes boarding guys can turn at the last second. There are some to guys. To show the numbers, to bait a call. Yeah. There's some guys in the league who excel at exactly this. But that's that not, was not the case. It's not yeah. what happened here. Cogliano's back was the entire way there. Yep. 
Everlay sees it and he just goes right through him and doesn't give a shit. Yep. Agree. Uh, you know, it's in the dope sand, so my expectations are zero. But certainly if you're making the case for Makar, I think you have to make a case for this one. Yeah. Uh, the Avs do get a, another goal at near the end of the second period. Beautiful work by Arturi Lekkinen to take a, a redirect off of Devon Taves' play. It's a really nice play by Taves. Yep. And that was after a lengthy shift in which they Where had dominated. They skated him into the ground in the offensive zone. Yep. yep. Exactly. They were absolutely vibing leading up to that. And they've been dominating a few shifts leading into it. Like, you could kind of feel that one coming. Yep. And they've looked for that play a lot in this series. And Lekkinen, specifically, we saw it in game five, had two plays on the back door. One on a two-on-one and one standing still. Yep. He does not convert. This one, he's standing game. there, yep. stick down. Ready and, for it. And, and really, it's more, it of, yeah. it's more of Taves hits the stick. Puts like it in a good spot, for yeah. sure. Because it, it, Lekkinen doesn't do much. The stick is pretty static there. It hits it, and it, it redirects in perfectly. But he does a good job framing it out. Stands there, creates that space, puts the stick down. He's there. Taves hits it. It's just good hockey all around. It was redemptive, too, after the Lachanen slashing penalty on Grubauer. Yep. I think that they actually derived some momentum from how that skirmish was assessed in the end. And what they did well, too, is different types of entry. This is one where it's clean entry. McKinnon carries the puck in. This was difficult for them to sustain pressure because they would get the puck. Either a stick would be in the lane and they would lose possession. It was messy, possession. for sure. Yeah. This was one shift, though where it was just passes connecting cleanly and yep. it resulted in a goal. And that's kind of the avalanche hockey of old that we have come to appreciate. Well, and, and, and part of this play and obviously credit to, to Taves and, and lucky for being the key contributors, but you also see Nathan McKinnon and Miko Ranton and get into the zone and just make all-star plays mm -hmm. back and forth to each other to help get this going in the zone. It doesn't directly impact the play, but the play never happens if those guys don't get them there. So, superstar is going to superstar. When it's crazy to watch those guys make imperfect plays to each other. And figure it out. Or like, yeah. Mac will make this crazy play, but he'll drop the puck into Miko's feet. Yep. Miko will kick it to his blade and then dance around a guy. And you're like, these two guys just vibe so well together. They're just meant to dominate <laughs> games together. Yep. That's... Uh, I. What I hope to see in Game 7, uh, we are brought to you by Illegal Pete's. You got a Game 7 coming. You don't want to go into a Game 7 on an empty stomach. So hit up Illegal Pete's. There's one just down by the bar if you want a pregame for coming down here. There's also 10 locations in Colorado where you can get fresh ingredients and fresh burritos. Delicious stuff all the way around. Their queso, lots to die for. Uh, they also do happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m., which is all well before puck drop on Sunday. So... <laughs> You can go ahead and uh, get your full happy hour in at Illegal Pete's if that's what you want to do. Uh, go check them out. There's even a location in Arizona if you want to get your illegal on. Also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I think I hit two of my three bets. Did Miko have two points? Or did he only have one? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Two games on Sunday. I hit, uh, I hit the bet that matters, which is that the Avs did get over three and a half goals with the empty netter. So they did not win that. They first did period. not win the first period. Definitely didn't hit that one. Should have <sighs> not I going mean, there. Not should have. I mean, it's the right call to Wait, call that was goal two back, points. You needed yeah, to have one. two. No, you did have two. two. Nice. Let's go. All right. So two out of three. Not bad. No, no blaze levels, but I did. All right. Tonight. 
We'll leave it at that. Go over there with DraftKings. Use the DNVR code when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. But you bet $5, you get $150 in free bets. Uh, jump on it. Get your deals today. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, also, void in Ohio. Third period of DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Not a ton to talk about in the third period of this game, which is a good thing. The Avs locked it down. Obviously, different situations, but somewhat reminiscent of third period of game six of the cup finals last year, where the Avs just gave nothing to the Seattle Kraken in this game when it came down to it. And the very few shots on goal they ended up with, Georgiev was there. So... It, it's really, really, to me, I feel really good about how that third period played out. And as we've hinted at, Seattle from behind, man. They just do not look like a good hockey team when they Dude, play from so, behind. So this is what you're seeing with Seattle is what teams have tried to do the abs for the last couple of years. And you saw it in Nashville and St. Louis and then Tampa to an extent last year where they do they they you know they try to clog they layer in the slot protect the house keep things to the outside take advantage of your chances and that's a great really really frustrating system to play against when you have the lead and you're trying to keep the other team from getting back in the game what went so sideways for teams last year in the playoffs was you know the abs were obviously getting off to much better starts than they are in this series but they were getting out to leads and that's an almost impossible style to play when you're playing from behind because you, ha- you can't just thrive on a chance here you and there. You can't be opportunistic. Right. Yeah. So this series, and again, you give <laughs> Seattle credit. You mean when the other team gets ahead and they play really smart right, and sound right. defensive and you're like, hockey? Well, shit, we you can't... don't get to just take advantage of random bullshit that right. comes like We can't just uh, trap uh, and stand up at the blue line. We have to go try to generate. And against a team like the Avs, especially the, you know, that group that we saw last year, they were so good at taking advantage of mistakes. And, you know, this team didn't really have to do that tonight because they were in control for a lot of it. But that's a really tough style to play from behind. I felt like them getting a lead in the first period was really big for that reason. You said it didn't happen, but they were able to later on. That's a dangerous style of play against a team like the Avs. They can transition really quickly. They can take advantage of mistakes. And if you're having to chase the game at all, you're having to change up what you're doing. That's why I think there's been such a stark difference in when the abs have been rolling a little bit like they were in game three and then tonight and what Seattle is able to do in terms of bottling up the abs. They're having to push pace a bit and it makes them uncomfortable. A good start for the abs for game seven, like it was in this game. You need to have a start like this, but a little bit better. Get the first yeah, goal. I start get the like crowd. this, but don't be offside. Right, right. <laughs> get the crowd into it and settle into your game. Take what Seattle's been doing for five games, six games now, and get the lead and do it back to them. The flow of this series has gone exactly how Seattle needed it to, and you give them credit. They've generated a lot of that themselves. When they're having to chase a game, they look way more uncomfortable than when they're playing with a nice, cushy two-goal lead. 
I think they exposed that vulnerability in themselves, too, in terms of discipline, taking more liberties in between whistles. Yep. I think that's a vulnerability, too, that the Avs, as the more experienced group, can, if they choose to accept, take advantage of, a, of by playing more disciplined. I think that was pretty true for most of this game as well. The, the only one you didn't like was the new hook hold, I think, at a time where you knew the refs were going to look for one to even it up. Yep. And he knew it right away, too. It's the one penalty you'd say, don't love. Definitely not. But the rest of the night, I do think the Evs did a pretty good job of being as disciplined as you reasonably can in a hockey game. Even the lucky slash on Grubauer, I just don't have that big of a problem with. Yeah. Well, especially for how energized they are. Like that, yeah. You see teams do that all the time where they come out too fucking hot mm-hmm. and they do end up getting dumb. themselves in trouble. The Josh Manson special. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, you know, they did a good job of playing with that energy and playing with that desperation without shooting themselves Stepping in the over foot. the line mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it, it, look, they closed it out. They did a great job to force a game seven here with game seven. Look, it's a game seven. Anything can happen in game sevens, man. Yep. It's, it's a best of flip, one. Man. Yep. Is think about all the random stuff that happens in a hockey game and you're now susceptible to all of that in one game. Yep. And we have no idea. And given how this series has gone, you don't feel great that the abs are going to come out on the right, right side end of, of it. Yep. random stuff. <laughs> and on the flip side, this game could end six, nothing either way. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, makes sense. So you just don't know what's coming with game seven. It's part of what makes it exciting. Uh, we got a ton of super chats to get to here and then we can, we can move into some final thoughts. $20 from Caleb, who says, Taves, king of the game. He was very, very good tonight. I We probably did undersell him. Excellent offensively for them. Excellent defensively for them. Undersold Arturi Lekkanen with also two goals. Also true. Yeah. I mean, one's goals, an empty five, netter. But he, he had <laughs> five shots on goal and four hits tonight. As the guy who like, steps up to that top yep, line. The yeah. guy, was, guy was great tonight. Yep. Fair points for both of His them. His forecheck on that Eric Johnson goal yes. made it possible. Yes. It was wonderful. <sighs> Uh, $10 from Logan, who says, gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We can have, we have the flubber <laughs> is probably what the trainers say when Cogs goes down. Good game for the Avs and great watch along from the DNVR crew. Cheers to game seven. I feel like this watch along was good, but the G- game seven watch along is just going to be a nervous wreck the yeah, entire it's time. Be like game six last year. Yeah. Right? Like very nervy. The whole a time. lot of silent moments of us yeah. just like, uh. <laughs> Thank you for the 10, though. Uh, 222 from Paper Dolls, who says, Eller, secondary assist, empty net point. Let's go! Made up for the point, then he got taken off the board early in the game. Yep, yep. Got it in the end. $10 from Jim, who says, Game 7 attitude. I think that is attitude, not altitude. Yeah, I got it right. We know not to doubt these guys at this point. Back the avalanche into a corner at your own risk. Avs in 7. I hope so. We'll see. $10 $10 from Miko Minaj, who I don't know if he said something and missed it, but I love the name. I love that so much. <laughs> $5 from Candlejack, who says uh, something about this game more than any of the others in the series is not once did I feel worried. Big and well-deserved win all around. Let's go. But I love the ending. Thank nice. you. Thank you for doing that, Candlejack. It works out perfectly. Uh she closed the wrong one, and now it's gone forever. But I'm pretty sure that was the one by Saki Sam that said something about the Avs winning in Game 7 and then said Arigato. All right. 
Melanie with the super sticker says, <clears throat> Vibes surrounded with little purple stars. Thank you very much, Melanie. Uh, much appreciated. And then you also gave a super chat who says, Fun game. Go Avalanche. Thank you for the $4, $5. I was right. See, it was Saki Sam. And he said, uh, Betnar believes in this team uh, and the, their resilience. Let's slay the Kraken in game seven. Arigato. I mean, if your coach doesn't believe in your resilience, man. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, if you look at how Rick Bonus was like. That was sad. I tried. <laughs> they didn't listen. What do you want from me? Like, that's a clear disconnect. It's not the case in Colorado. Yep. It's all put together in that regard. Uh, 20 from the incredible Drew, who says, Willpower and incredible skill is a hell of a combo. Big boys aren't going to let this team die. Bo scores the game winner next game. I hope so. That'd be a fun story. I just don't believe it. <laughs> Bo's cursed in the playoffs, confirmed. $20 from Greg, who says, Game 7, fam. See, don't want none of this smoke. For real, for real. Straight bus and dead ass no cap. Let's go, DNVR fam. Bring the vibes on Sunday. Slash flex. <coughs> yeah. Avs finna pull up on round two. I'll tell you what. <sighs> $10 from Banks, who says, Hearing the Seattle crowd cry about calls warmed my heart. If we play like that, game seven, it's party time. Also, I ate calamari before this game, which I will be doing before game seven. Do you think they serve calamari at the Kraken Arena? That's a good question. Seems I feel like, like they could and would. I'll say probably yeah. at a big seafood town. Yeah, for sure. It feels a little weird they eating your mascot, though. Like. <laughs> you haven't had a Bernie dog? <laughs> I've never eaten dog, no. Can't say that I've ever I done that. I don't know that. why I took it there. I, I mean, I, I, get, I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes the supermarkets lie. What, they used to be selling horse meat all the time, right? As cows and... No. What? Evacuate. <laughs> Maybe dogs got in there. That's all I'm saying. I'll never know. But anyway, $2 from Vaguely Sober. That second line was pretty good. It was fine. It got the job done. And that's, look. I tell you, Erod continues to be really good and overall in the postseason. Yep. A guy that's noticeable. And Lars Eller played real, real hard I like Lars Eller. He was given it. Comfort struggled a bit at times, but. Comfort looked totally asleep for the first 50 minutes. Yep. Uh, but, that, you know, the Avs won the game, so. Had their best power play scoring chance. He did. You're not wrong. Uh, $2 from Ryan, who says, Cogs wasn't injured, so we all know what's happening. That's kind of how I feel about it with the yeah. dopes as well, unfortunately. But we'll see. Uh, $2 from the Schick, who says, Avs score first next game. That's my bet. They're 0 for 6. It's nine straight playoff games they've gotten. They've given up the first goal. That's crazy craziness I, yeah i not that you would even have a way to look up this stat but i wonder if, if a team has ever gone over seven in a playoff series in the first goal and won the series that's a fun stat I yeah wonder. be crazy uh we have five dollars from uh six dollars excuse me from ryan who says six dollars for number six scoring the game winner yep it's awesome uh, for him great story glad that it happened and then five bucks from Lake King Ball. My beloved Bruins historic season comes down to game seven. WTF, uh, we was up 3-1. 
I can feel an epic choke coming in Boston Aww. like Game 7 2019 against the Blues. Yeah, let's hope. I don't think so. I the, I can tell you everyone in this bar tonight was rooting against the Boston it's Bruins. It's true, but there was a Florida Panthers fan down there. <laughs> there was the one Florida Panthers fan down there and, and a bunch Brendan. of people who hated the Bruins. Yeah. Brendan's Boston hating ass down there stirring <laughs> yeah. things up. That's incredible. Uh, all right. I will say they are they have all the pressure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Florida has nothing on them. Percent of the pressure is on Boston. Yep. Uh, I know you two talked about it. Olmark, start tomorrow, or I guess it'll be Sunday. I, I would, but yeah. I think it's a fair question when a guy gives up six. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Final thoughts for tonight's game from anyone? We can get out of here. They haven't won a game seven since. May 15th, 2002. That is 21 years ago. They have broken a couple other records that old this year, though. Yeah, so. so there's that. They also haven't won a series at home since I believe it was 2008. They've won all of their series, they their last can't. six series, all on the road. Like, they, they have a chance to, to flip the script on a lot of things, not just for this season, but also this core. Like, the Nathan McKinnon core is 0 for 3 in Game 7s. You know he wants to. That's the last teeny little blemish on his playoff record. Well, and he has, what, no points? I believe mm. in at least the last two. Really? See, I thought he was good in the bubble one. I don't uh, think he so. He was good. But didn't produce but he points. he didn't actually yeah. have points. It was the yeah. only bubble game he didn't score in. He would have right. had that's right. he would have had right. third assists on a two or three of the goals that got scored. Like yeah. He was all over the place in that game. He just didn't record points. And so, you know, you, you've, you've got a chance to... Get up off the mat one more time this year. And then you have a chance to to finally win a game seven as a core. And then reward your fans. Yep. They sold out 40 home games this year. Yep. Sold out 40 home games. Which is all of them, by the way. They right. were in, Four, 41 in Finland was in for the Finland, other one. Yeah. And that game sold out, too, <laughs> so where they were the home team. Technically. Yeah. Sold out of 7,000. Great atmosphere. <laughs> it was twelve. Yeah, great. At, no, I'm just uh, <laughs> great atmosphere through the first three games, and the Abs have given them nothing to cheer about. Yep. And the Reward, Abs at home the last like couple months have just kind of been they've not been very Reward good. Reward your fans for sticking with you through all this way. Shake the game seven thing, and then and like we said, get on playoffs and then pull get on round two. Yeah. And we'll right. see how it goes. Right, man. pull one we'll last see. hat out of you know rabbit out of this hat, and I really do think that that would be something that this team would. And I don't know how the you know how the next round would go, but I really do think they would rally behind. Like, we got you know kicked. We in survived the, all that. We got kicked in the crotch twice a week, <laughs> every week for the last six months, and here we are, division winners, yeah. standing up in the second yeah. round. Yeah. You cannot kill us, <laughs> and, and 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 it just. You know, <laughs> it would just really be one last really impressive thing for this group to do this year. I made the joke in the pregame about, like, I don't know if we'll ever remember these playoffs had they lost if tonight. If they win it, you'll remember them. Yeah. But, like, this is one of those things where if they if they win game seven, and it's a big if still, if they win game seven, this season really will be one that it'll be fun to talk about in the summer regardless of where they bow out. Even if it's in the second round, it'd be like, oh, they had no business making it Right, because it's <laughs> like what, what this group genuinely pulled off this year, given all the circumstances, has been remarkable. They won the division and they got home ice in the first round, and they get to take advantage of it here, go out and stuff it back in everyone's face, like AJ was saying a minute ago, was saying that they were done. 
myself included. Yep. Yeah. Uh, $5 late here from Erica who says, glad they won, but it shows that puck uh, luck and puck bounces goes to the team with the most effort. Even execution is due to part of hustle. Yeah, God I bless. Mean, it's not true, unfortunately. Otherwise, the Coyotes would never win games. <laughs> but you do see how creating your own luck starts with effort. It starts with hard work. You know, sometimes you get a little bit lucky just because you have the puck all game to get lucky with. See, I, I always, I've always more referred to it as like you earn a bounce more than like you make your own luck for the game. I think yeah. a hardworking shift, you earn, you earn a bounce there, and it's like. It, yeah, we get that it, bounce because we did 10 good it, things right on that I mean, you're kind. It's kind of the same thing, right? You're not going to get a good bounce into the opponent's net from your own zone. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you aren't going to get a good bounce defensively, which I think teams over players, fans, everyone overlooks at times when things bounce their way on the defensive side. I think there's yeah. a lot of pressure on Philip Grubauer when you on watch, Sunday. I when you watch, you watch this series... Watch how pucks have bounced when Phil Grubauer has been hit with them. Yep. Again, tonight, another case of some. We're watching Phil Grubauer fall forward the trying wrong to stop way. a puck. Yeah. As he it just overplays it yeah. and it hits him and it just takes a funny bounce. Yep. I think, I think there's a weird amount of pressure on him Sunday. I think it's all on Seattle. Yep. We already talked about it, but I, I think it's everything is on Seattle. Uh, Megan, any final thoughts? No. Okay. Hey, look. Game seven, I, all I can ask for is an exciting hockey game. That's all I'm going to ask for. Whatever happens, happens. We'll be here to ride it out with you. Uh, we are off tomorrow so our hearts can recover hmm. because they're going to go hard again on Sunday, one way or another. Assuming airport availability. Uh, we will yeah. be back on Sunday, pregame, watch along, postgame. We appreciate y'all for hanging out with us today. Come hang out with us on Sunday. If things go that way, you know, we'll be here for round two. If it doesn't, we'll be doing off-season pods. So come, we're here either way. up with us on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate all y'all, and we will talk to you on the next one.